When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. You're listening to a Castaway Media Podcast. Find more great shows at castaway.media or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash castawaypodcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Potterooneeha. And this week I am talking to Dave McSavage, Paul Tardick, Sharon Mannion and Cronin. They're playing music at my live Potterooney in the Stag's Head, which you recorded two weeks ago. That was a great night. And next week I'll be recording my third live Potterooney in the Stag's Head. That's uh, Thursday the 20th. Wednesday, excuse me, the 27th, and the special guest will be Jason Byrne. Well, I'm sitting here beside the Boyne having a Jack Cody's Hibernicus. Hibernicus, dry hopped India pale ale. The Romans call this place Ireland winter. This beer celebrates shite Irish weather and the men and women chiselled out of southwesterly wind and rain. Embrace winter. Embrace Hibernicus. Well, it's not actually shite weather today. It's a feckin' lovely day, sunny day. I'm lying on my side having a, a lovely Hibernicus ale right beside the boyne. Indeed, the water that is used in the brewery for the ale is boyne water. It's a lovely, a lovely ale. And, uh, and the great thing about these uh, Jack Cody beers is they're lovely with food. Nice one. Nice beer to have with your dinner of an evening. Just a bottle of beer. And this particular one, Hibernicus, is great with chilli beef, fish curry or bacon and cabbage. I'm not having anything to eat here. I'm just having a beer in the sun beside the boyne. And it's absolutely brilliant way to have a beer, in fact. So I've had an interesting week. Did a couple of gear, did a gig in the... Punchline Comedy Club in the Empire and Swords. That's a, a monthly gig. Pretty nice new venue run by Andrew Stanley and Mark Stanley. And oh, oh Wednesday I did a gig in the Sugar Club with um, Jarrett Regan, the man who's, you will know from uh, An Irishman Abroad. And on Saturday I was down in Dungarvan at the Dungarvan Food Festival. Three lovely, lovely gigs. And, and on Tuesday I went into town and uh, I was, I'm pretty sure I met Conor McGregor. Now, I'm not sure. What happened was I went into the Christchurch car park to park the car. I was reversing into a spot, and there was a big white kind of Jeep-type Land Rover uh, people carrier right beside my parking, the parking space I chose. There were three people in it, and they were sitting there in the car, in a car park, in the middle of the day, not getting out of the car, bit suspicious I suppose bit love hate type of a vibe three three guy one guy asleep in the back and two lads in the front just sitting there so I I, I kind of ignored them and I just got out of my car and it was a tight squeeze because I it was a tight uh, parking space and I got out left realised I'd forgotten something in the car came back and one of the lads had rolled down the window and I was coming back and he said to his mate, I told you it was Father Damo. And I was like, oh, how are you doing? Eh? So whatever, it's only a bleeding whistle or whatever. I said something, you know. Got, uh, got whatever I wanted in the car. Just kind of made a laugh. I had a bit of a banter, but... In the back of my head, I go, oh, do I know this guy? Do I know this guy? And I left and I go, that looked like Conor McGregor, but sure, he lives in... I don't know, LA or Vegas or something like that. So, so I went off. But then I saw that he was around Dublin, and he's quite often. And I think it was him. And I'm really like, 
oh, I should have asked him for his a selfie or something or to do the podcast even. But if if, if you're listening, Conor McGregor, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to not recognise you, but I just just didn't realise you'd be sitting in a car in a car park in Dublin in the middle of the day on a sunny day in a dark car park. What the fuck were you at anyway? Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, next week I'll be doing my live podcast in the Stag's Head. Wednesday the 27th, Jason Barnes the guest, come along. There'll be uh, 30 bottles, there'll be a bottle of Jack Cody's beer for the first 30 to pay in, or to arrive in, I should say, with a ticket. And uh, I'll also be doing Odd Molly's on the Thursday. Day the 28th and I'm, I'm doing the podcast on Wednesday 27th in the Stag's Head I'm doing Odd Molly's and Drada on Thursday 28th and the first 10 customers pay in we'll get a free, free a bottle of Jack Cody's beer which I'm drinking now Hibernicus the first one I've tried of Hibernicus I've tried Duxies I love it Lazy Eye and Smiggy I love them all I've tried the Stout as well and they're fantastic okay enjoy the podcast see you on the other side Welcome to the second live Potterooney. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant night tonight, packed out, people trying to get in, and we won't let them in, but um, uh, we have a great night tonight, because it's a mixture of comedians and musicians, and so uh, we're going to start off with a song, so it's Cronin, the band Cronin, and amazing blokes, and uh, so what are you going to do? We're going to do a song called Octopussy, it was an old wedding present song off Sea Monsters record, does anyone know Sea Monsters? The album by... This one's for Jur and Finola, anyway. It's a great record, a great relationship album, Sea Monsters by the Wedding Present. So we're going to do a cover of that. Brilliant, Johnny. Okay. Take it away. Cool. Hey! I've never played here before. It's a lovely bar, a great pint of Guinness, though, isn't it? Bits of snow still hanging in the air That's outside So cough your clothes and lie down over there That's just fine Wait up by the window and I'll watch for you You weren't late Some things I had to do They can't fall away Yeah. 
That was amazing, wasn't it? That's what Mammy said last night, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And they'll be playing a few more songs later, so, uh, so I look forward to that. And I'll be joining you later to sing a song, correct? A few songs, sure, we'll make it a bit of a session, yeah. So, uh, I've got to put this back on for the insurance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Johnny has a sprained shoulder, is it? Something. Dislocated collarbone. Brilliant. That should be the name of your band, Dislocated Collarbone. Um, well, uh, that's fantastic. And a few more people have joined us, and one of them is Dave McSavage, I think. Is that correct? Yeah. Good man. Are you happy? No. Okay, right. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, obviously, he's not, you're not happy. Uh, um, so, uh, we're, we're going to bring on uh, our first uh, uh, guest, well, apart from the band, our first guest. Uh, it's a girl that I've done um, improv with for years now on Monday night in the Dublin Comedy Improv. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's a brilliant comedian and actress. In uh, the recent thing, uh, Eamon and... Bridget and Eamon. Do you know Bridget and Eamon? Is that big in Germany? No. Okay, well, it's huge here in Ireland. Uh, has anyone heard of Bridget and Eamon? Yeah. Yes, it's feckin' huge. So give a big round of applause here for the wonderful Sharon Mannion. <laughs> yeah. There's Sharon. That's Hello. your that's your microphone, Sharon. I see it. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for calling me a girl. Well, well what else? Well, well, a woman. A woman. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm just saying. I'm 34. Like. Well, you're still a girl. Like uh, a woman sounds a bit like you'd wear a big flurry dress. Or I, I sometimes wear flurry dress. Do you? Well, I reserve the right to wear them sometimes. Okay, well, I don't know. Uh, well, there's some German people here. What, what would you call... Uh, a, would, is there an equivalent in Germany? A girl? <laughs> a woman? A Fräulein? Is that a, is that a girl? Mädchen. 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 And that means, like, girl. 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 That's, what and age what, what age is, does, is the yeah. cut-off for Mädchen? See... 18. Yeah, well, oh, okay. keep calling me girl. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, um, uh, so, uh, you are from, you grew up in Roscommon. I did, yeah. Outside Castlery, yeah. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. It was really nice. Uh, it? Yeah. yeah, I grew, uh, the arse end of nowhere, really, right in the middle of nowhere, outside a place called uh, Milltown Castle Plunkett. Yeah. County Roscommon is my full address <laughs> for anybody who's listening wants to stalk my parents. Um... <laughs> They're the Mannions, <laughs> Sean and Alice, and uh, my dad has okay, a business. Too much detail. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, so uh, why did you end up, how, how have you ended up here being an actress and being a comedian? Right. How did that work? Uh, how did that work? So uh, I grew up in Roscommon, as we've said, mm. and I always wanted to do, um, I suppose I kind of always wanted to do comedy, although I didn't think, I, I thought I wanted to be an actor. Mm. Um, uh, I loved comedy, but I thought, no, I want to be like a serious, proper actor and win awards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I went to acting college after I finished school. And I was highly insulted when I used to get cast then in the kind of uh, quirky uh, comic roles, which I was not happy about at all. Mm. I cried in my bed once when I didn't get Did you? Rosalind and As You Like It in second year. You cried in your bed. You, well, you said you cried, but actually you wet your bed, really. <laughs> well, <laughs> I cried down the end of my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I wet my bed with my tears. Yeah. Um, That's really, did, yeah. did you, though? I did. I was highly offended, yeah. I thought people were laughing at me because I was stupid and fat and all those things. Holy God. Yeah. I probably need a bit of therapy, I suppose. Well, I'll <laughs> do it for it. you now. Just tell yeah. me about it, yeah. So don't, um, don't mind that. I forgot there was people here for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did. I didn't, so, I didn't like people well, laughing at, at me at all. At what point yeah. then did you go, it's actually so, good to be funny? Uh, I'm still waiting for that day. No, I uh, started doing improv. I started doing improv um, in the Hapenny. And uh, that Hapenny was Inn. The Hapenny Inn, yeah. Okay. I started doing improv there. There was a little improv group there with uh, people like Coleman Higgins and uh, other such people. Keith Farnham was doing it at the time. And, uh, I just Coleman Higgins, it. by the way. If, anyone, if you don't know Coleman Higgins, he's a stand-up comedian. He did some material like, uh, I had a sleeping bag and then it woke up and it was just an ordinary bag. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, gas man. So uh, yeah, so I started doing improv. Loved improv, and then I started doing. Uh, after a while, then I, I used to see people doing stand up, and I was like, oh, maybe I'd give that a go. Mm. So I started doing stand up then, and I did a lot of stand up for about five or six years, and then I just kind of, I don't know, don't do a huge amount of it anymore. Uh, that's amazing because you're mm. a really brilliant stand up. Oh, thanks, Joe. But you are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I still do a bit, you know, but I just, mm. uh, I'm very tired in the evenings. <laughs> Yeah. And I like watching telly. And I honestly got the reason I stopped doing stand up was mostly because I would find myself at, you know, half eight going, oh, fuck. EastEnders is on now. And, and I have to go out. You know, I have to go out now and it's cold. And so mm. I am, you know, I'm quite lazy and, um, and I, like, uh, I like being indoors. And so, In yeah, my but house. What, what, how are you going to uh, <laughs> make a living? Make I've a no living. idea. Uh, I don't know. No, I listen. I still like comedy, and I still do stand up the odd time. And I still, in my head, think that once I make it big in Germany, uh, I will sell out arenas happily. Mm. Like I will cheat my way to the top. I will mm. happily uh, just do huge, big stadium tours without working my way up. Once, All right, so uh, just go straight in. I'll there. just go straight in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I realise based on tonight, I probably wouldn't <laughs> fill the arena. Just yet. What, what, what are you trying to say? Uh, just What's that it's a, the capacity is not quite as big as the O2. Yeah, but it's full. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but we're still probably only filling as far as row B <laughs> in the O2. Yeah, area. but it is full. It is full. Yeah. I get, in fact, I am worried about the oxygen capacity in this room uh, because it definitely there's too many people in this room for... The of it was when I put your name on the uh, Facebook. Yeah, that uh, it's the sales yeah, shot up. Those yeah, well, three free euro, in, but yeah, yeah. but, but people were paying three euro and five cents for yeah, tickets yeah. once they saw I was on the bill. That's so true. That's, that's the true. kind of draw I have. <laughs> so less than a fiver. Let's let's not go there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I um. <coughs> No, so you're in Bridget and Eamon now. I'm in Bridget and that's Eamon big. now. That's big. That's that's yes, really yeah, big. That's yeah, doing really well. Yeah. Brilliant. It's over now, but it was yeah. Yeah, I know, but it yeah. was on. It was on. Yeah, and, um, no, it's great. Great show. Jennifer Maguire and Bernard O'Shea and Jason Butler wrote it, and yeah. uh, two well-known characters that Jennifer. Those and Bernard, three people wrote it. Yes, and yeah. Jennifer and Bernard star in it, and uh, mm. it's a very funny program, and I was mm. delighted to be in it, and hopefully. There'll be a second series. There will be a Please second God series. Now. Did anyone like Please Bridget? Please God in the new year. What Please do you think God. of Bridget and Eamon? Well, thumbs up isn't going to work on an audio uh, medium. So if you just like share. It's very popular. If yeah. all those people watch it, Jesus, wow. you're going to be doing well. Yes. And, uh, oh, and, uh, he's gone off to catch up on the repeats there. <laughs> loves it so much yeah so it's a great show really good and yeah hopefully there'll be more and uh, some loads of good people in it uh, Eleanor Tiernan Norma Sheehan mm. uh, Colin McDonnell mm-hmm. uh, Edwin Salmon who's now on the Republic of Telly as well oh yeah 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 uh, by the way I just uh, I was just talking do you know you know PJ Gallagher yeah he's adopted yes and yeah. uh, his original parents are from Roscommon <laughs> his original <laughs> well <laughs> like the parents he has that, a fake set. that made him yes his biological the ones that, parents yeah biological yeah, ones yeah. yeah but I prefer his original parents <laughs> yeah like his these his own parents now are in a sequel to his own life or something <laughs> but his original parents I mean that's the, that was better yeah uh, but they're from mm. Roscommon. I did not know that. Do you know what what part? Uh, n- no, but I hate uh, uh, the mad thing is you Joanne McNally. Yeah, Republic of Telly. Telly. Yeah, she's adopted as well. Yes. I, I don't know if any of this is public, by the way. But oh, anyway, it is. Uh, oh, it, is. <laughs> ah, it is. It is now. <laughs> yeah, and her uh, original parents as well are from Roscommon. Wow. So, may- so are, you, are you trying to say that they're brother and sister? No. What I'm saying is that people in Roscommon don't give a fuck about kids. <laughs> They just get wow. rid of them and give them to people from Dublin Not to true. bring them up. No, no, people from Roscommon are just extra caring. They're just like, who, they look around and go, no. who here doesn't have kids? You are just here. very lucky that your parents kept you. I was uh, convinced for years that I was adopted. Uh, oh, but isn't that a fantasy? I, w- I yeah. wanted to be adopted. Yeah, I think everybody did, didn't they? Well, Is that an Irish thing that you're just like, oh, please God, these aren't mine? Yeah, uh, maybe it is. I yeah. wanted to... 
Just by anybody I else. I wanted to ha- imagine that a gypsy came by and shagged me mother or something. <laughs> that not... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. That you is... know, a, a, a dark-haired gypsy like, like, uh, that looked like Johnny Depp or something like that. So you wanted to keep uh, one of your parents and just have... You wanted, like... I wanted the whole set gone. But you no, wanted I, I, one of your parents yeah, well, to be I like, shagged I'm by not... a gypsy. <laughs> I think it was that I wanted that for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that little kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. No, we all want to be shagged by gypsies. for my mother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and nothing against my father. My father's brilliant. I love. I it's definitely him. a rite of passage to be shagged by a gypsy. All right. Yeah. In Roscommon, anyway, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no, I'm in a, like a kind of a really dark fellow with a big massive gold earring in his left ear, and uh, oh, you're selling it really well. And he well. plays yeah. violin or something like that. Oh while, wow. While shagging. While shagging. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not dangerous? Where's the bow? <laughs> no, because you're pu- this, you're pushing the bow away from the girl's face. <laughs> 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 that has to be a euphemism What kind of sex do you have? Listen. Jesus. The bow is not pushing away from my face. What kind of sex I have is safe to play a violin. <laughs> my sort of sex is more saxophone or trombone. <laughs> You'd want it somewhere. That wouldn't work. Oh, it works. <laughs> Takes a bit of practice, but it works. <laughs> okay. Okay. This well, has been recorded. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your parents are listening. Yeah. Good. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, my parents are dead, so I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. My parents, <laughs> my parents are big fans of your podcast. Yeah. So, um, well, listen, uh, we're going to bring on our next guest now. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Nothing uh, else to talk about now. Well, <laughs> once you get to shagging someone by playing a trombone, With the trombone just, is no, that it? you can't go any further. I can't let that be the end, can I? That's the last. Okay, I... what do you want to tell us about yourself? Oh, now all I can think about is yeah. having sex with... Various. Okay. Well, can I ask you a question? Oh, uh, God, what would you prefer? Do. Yeah. Uh, if you could be invisible, uh-huh. but at any time, you wouldn't know when you'd stop being invisible. Yeah. You could never control that. Yeah. Or, or you could fly. Yeah. But um, you're like you're free. It's really cold flying. Uh, you don't. Joe, I'm cold all the time anyway. So you're basically just asking me. Do I want to be able to fly or some other shit? Well, I'm just saying, which would you like? Fly! Okay. Fly! Of right. course! Doesn't everybody want to fly? Does everyone want to fly instead of being invisible? Which would you prefer? Okay, let's hear it for flying. Wow. Let's hear it for being invisible. Wow! That's most people want to be invisible. That's, is that not a bit pervy? Well, it is pervy because the reason they want to be invisible is nodding. so they can go into. Uh, oh, there's Lisa. How are you? How you doing? Uh, uh, they want to, you want to go into changing rooms where people are changing in, in the shop, isn't it? And just hang out. Changing in the shop. And watch them in the, ni- yeah. in the nip. Anyway, yeah. I just want to fly. So it would fly. have been much better if we'd finished this conversation. On this when, trombone sex. Yes. Yeah. And we'd done that bit and it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, well, you can cut this out. Yeah, I'll cut it out. Yeah, yeah great. Okay. So, yeah, big round of applause there for Sharon Mannion. Stay, stay. Stay. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to bring on my next guest. No, it's not. There's going to be a break and then you. Okay. That's uh, David McSavage there. Anyway, uh, I'm going to bring on... Uh, this is a guy who I met when I was very young. And uh, we've been best friends ever since. 52. I'm 52 now. And I don't know what age is it. We will talk about it when he comes up. And he's just a brilliant guy. And we were in a double act years ago. And he had a, he had a, a sketch show called Stew that he wrote and acted in. Uh, so a big round of applause for Paul Tylak. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah Paul uh, Tylak. Uh, so are you OK there, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay now, yeah. Keep Sharon between us. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Paul, uh, what, 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 when did we meet? What age were you when, when we met? I think I was 18. You were 18? Yeah. I was 20. And you were 40. Something yeah. Like <laughs> but I it was unhealthy. Well. It was an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you were but we a, didn't care. No, it's no, fine. You it were in a playground and I approached yeah. you and uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> 
You you just come over to Dublin from London. You grew up in London, correct? I grew up in London, yeah, yeah. As you can tell by the accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that went down well. Anyway, uh, uh, and you, your dad, yeah. you you were living with your dad at. I was living with my dad. I was over here pretty much every year uh, for summer with my mother from the age of about eleven or twelve. And your mother's from? My mother's from Cabra. Cabra and your dad's West, from Sri Lanka. Okay, yeah. yeah so it's north side, south side thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and they met in London. Yeah. And yeah, I was the result of that. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she was very young it's when good she job you were, They yeah. didn't meet in Roscommon. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Uh, Where are you, Knock Bucket? Where is it? No. Plunkett. Knock Bucket is not a b- Castle Plunkett. Oh, Castle Plunkett. That's a okay. Knock Bucket. Some buckets are castle shaped, so, yeah. That's why, beha- you know, in On your, behalf of in your my mind. people, I'm highly offended. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway. Okay, uh, anyway, that was interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but Paul, I remember, so I was in a band called Guernica, and you, yeah, you used to support the band doing comedy. Yes, and what I called comedy at the but time. But it was yeah. brilliant. Uh, the stuff you did, for example, one whole gig, you just talked in Sri Lankan. Yes, I did, except I did one knock-knock joke. In except knock-knock so joke. it was like, uh, knock-knock, who's there? Dr. Fitzgerald. And then I carried on in Sri Lankan. And, uh, yeah. That was in the, yeah, I think I did one in the bagot there. My head Baggot was it. completely shaved. Yeah. And uh, the baby snakes were on as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the baby snakes. And uh, yous were on as well. Yeah. yeah. So I was in between. And you, then, do you remember... There was uh, no comedy scene then at all, so you just had to go on with bands A band and stuff. or something. Yeah. Mm. And do you remember our first gig together? We were down in the... Uh, Gavin Friday had a, a, a club down in the, the, uh, in the waterfront. Yeah, but I remember before that, that was oh, our really? first public, big public gig, but I remember you and me were really into, like, uh, videoing and taping stuff. Yeah. And we did a, a little sketch in, at a party... Connor Kenny was there. It was in somewhere down in Fitzwilliam Square or something yeah. like that. Okay. And it was a party, and we did a whole sketch in there, and someone videoed it. There's a video of it oh, somewhere. I don't remember that. Don't you know. two yeah. need to kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, yeah. But anyway, I, I don't remember Yeah, that, I remember that gig you're yeah. talking about. That was mad. And we Hot got, House Flowers were there. We're done, yeah. and we uh, interrupted their gig. Yeah, we were pissed. Yeah. We crawled on stage. Yeah. We crawl on the stage. They had and mic'd, we start- they mic'd up all their mandolins and yeah. whatever stupid instruments they played. Yeah. And uh, we pulled the mics away and started going... Doom, doo, dee, doom, doo, dee, doom, <laughs> yeah. dee. They didn't like that at all. Can you imagine Limo Main? He wouldn't like that. And the other guy, uh, Fikna, old Bracknock. Yeah. I think we were dragged out by the bouncers and yeah. uh, uh, I was thrown onto a glass table, which broke. Yeah. It was a coffee table or something like that. And then yeah. Gavin Friday came out and said he thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Gavin Friday really loved it. Yeah. He's, so, he's, he's such an anarchist. Gavin Friday's advice before we went on stage was, just remember, they're all bastards. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. Took that to heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, since then, what have you been doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've been homeless since that. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, uh, I suppose, well, we had the double act for a good few years. The Quack Squad, yeah. Yeah, the Quack Squad, and uh, we went to Edinburgh and everything, and then after that we kind of went our separate ways, and I suppose I kind of gave up comedy for a while. I tried to do a bit of singing and stuff. Did you? And, yeah, I was in two bands. They were quite uh, successful. Uh, <laughs> no, they weren't. Um, but, uh, what kind of music uh, Three bands. I was in a band called The Reardons. Oh, yeah. yeah! Yeah, remember them? Yeah. There was two Japanese twins on bass. And oh, yeah! One of them's dead now. Yes, one of them's dead. Mm. Uh, I don't know which one. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one no, does. It was the bass player, and her, uh, she was the bass player, and her sister was her twin, and she used to visit every now and then from, <laughs> from Canada, I think. But they were Japanese-Canadians. And then this lead singer was... I think his name was Pat Reardon or something. But he'd been through, apparently... Remember that guy, Eric Ring? Eric Ring. We used, we used to call him Cash Leathers because he was real like, hey, how you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> fuck that shit. 
But he was always in a leather jacket. So and he got his, his, two of his teeth taken out so he, yeah, could, have, so he could look better. Look, yeah, his wisdom teeth. Yeah. yeah, so his cheekbones would stick out a bit. Yeah. yeah. He used to sing for them anyway, so he got booed mm. out of the band and he said, hey, do you want to go to this... Go on an uh, audition for the shit band that I've just been kicked out of. So I did, and uh, yeah, I didn't last so, long. Did you write the lyrics then? Um, in that band, I yeah, I, I wrote a few. Yeah, I, I wrote one song. Now, what was them. that song? I can't even remember. It was something like "In My Backpack." I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember, but it was a really very uh, kind of dinky little song, and they were real rocky. Mm. So. Uh, when we recorded it, the sound engineer was going, oh, it sounds very, uh, like, wimpy. Can you not rock it up a bit? But I was just singing, yeah, I'm going along and here we go in my backpack. <laughs> was it just all about things that are in your backpack? Yeah, I think it was a list of items. So, like, fruit and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've also got some tree bar mints in my backpack. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I'd like so, to hear that. and what's the next band then? Uh, a band called Labata, oh, yeah. Jim Tate and Tom. Something they were quite good. Like they did all like South American. Oh yeah, music. yeah, I remember them. Yeah. And I just auditioned for them. I, I kind of went behind the Reardon's back, and I, <laughs> I thought I'd try this other band, and uh, they, I, I just sang uh, gibberish gobbledygook for them. And they said, yeah, you're hired. Because I was just screaming and going, yeah, that kind of stuff. And they were really into that because they thought it sounded really foreign. <laughs> so then I, I had to tell the Reardons that I'd, I was joining another band. And then, uh, then I got really, felt really guilty. And I went back to the Reardons. And then they, I think Pat got, took great pleasure then in firing me from the Reardons after I went back to them. Yeah. Because uh, it was like, yeah, we've uh, been thinking about this song, and uh, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, Paul. So you, yeah. you uh, also had that struggle then that Sharon had, realizing that you Trouble. couldn't you couldn't be serious. Is yes. that, you know what I mean? That yeah. you, you yeah. were made well, uh, it's for a comedy. dichotomy because I wanted to be when I first came to Ireland. I wanted to be a serious singer. I wanted to yeah. be a singer, mm. and that's why I was into just going and seeing loads of bands, and that's how I kind of hooked up with you. Mm. And uh, do you remember when we first met, when Tom, your manager, introduced us in Captain America's? We both had, for some reason, we both had uh, water pistols. Yeah. And I, I went like that under the table. Yeah. And I was like, he you're, took out you're fucked, man, or something like that. And he had one I as well. just happened to have a really water weird. pistol. And we were both pointing guns at each other under the table. And that was like, wow, this guy's amazing. I was just like... <laughs> I know, we were... It was love at first sight. Yeah. With water pistols. At first shot, yeah. Yeah. I just feel so. like I'm in the way. <laughs> oh, no, we need, you, we need a buffer. Yeah. You, you can be our trombone. <laughs> okay. <God>. So, <laughs> anyway, well, the three of us do improv in the Dublin Comedy Improv on Monday nights. And uh, so maybe we're going to have a break in a minute. Maybe we'll do a bit of improv. Would you be into seeing some improv? Because you don't know, because it could be shit. But, uh, but we, we'll do something. Will we? No. Dave McSavage says no. <laughs> do Dave first. It's really hard. To try. It will be really hard to do improv with Dave there because he's going to hate the whole lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we're thinking of doing, right, we're going to give it a go. Fuck it anyway, yeah, I don't care. Uh, is we're going to do... 1916, the whole centenary has just, you know, it's something. It's really pissed me off, the whole centenary, right? So uh, we're going to do a news item now, and it's uh, 2016 rising. And uh, so we wanted some suggestions from the audience. Uh, what is there, what, what, why is there a rising? Give me a reason that there would be a rebellion in Dublin. It, yeah, something stupid now. Don't be fucking political about this. Okay, right. Give me uh, an animal. Just any animal. <laughs> A, a koala. Okay, something about koalas. <laughs> Come on, people. You don't have to be clever. I'll, I'll go to the German. What? There's over-sexualized koalas. Uh, uh, they are, they're like uh, in power. So, uh, so there's a rebellion against them. Okay, so what building is taken over? That's obviously... Or it doesn't have to be a building, but what place has been taken? Lidl. 
Little is taken over. All littles or just one little? One little is taken over. Who is leading this rebellion? Ronald McDonald. No, not <laughs> It can't be all from uh, you, Michelle. Oh, sorry, that was you. Okay, Ronald McDonald. Sorry, but it sounded like it was coming through, Michelle. Okay. So we're going to go to the news now. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Uh, will you... Are you the anchor? I'll be the anchor. Okay, yeah. Okay. You anchor? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the nine o'clock news. I'm I'm Brian Wanker. Bong. And these are the headlines. Bong. Ronald McDonald has led a group uh, containing um, uh, the Hoff and uh, Crocodile Dundee. They've overtaken one little uh, to try and overthrow the over-sexualized koala bears that are running the country. We'll go straight over to Siobhan McDoodle, who's outside the uh, little shop. Siobhan, what is Hello. going on? Hello, Brian. How are you? Are you all right? Are you safe? Are you safe? I think is that you're... Oh, my goodness. It is... It is fucking insane here. It's the news. Don't curse. Sorry. I'm really fucking sorry about that. It is. I have never are, seen anything like it. Are there any people inside the little? Yes, there are 17 people trapped inside. Uh, and they are all crying hysterically. Uh, and some of the koalas have are, are groping them. Sorry, there's koalas there inside the little. Koalas. Because uh, yes. we were told that the rebels had taken over the little. I don't but know you're where saying... you're getting your information from, Brian. Okay. But I can tell you, I can see the koalas. One of them pinched me on the arse. It was definitely a koala, or else it was just a very hairy, small man. But so I think it was a koala. The, the, uh, the, uh, the people in power, who are the koalas, yes, by the way, yes. have taken over a little. Why yes. have they done that? They have the power. No, no, no. They haven't taken over the little. They've All just right. sent a couple of them out for fruit and veg. And so what you're saying is some of the koalas were sent out for fruit and veg and little, and yes. then this group of rebels took the little yes. and have two of the koalas hostage. Yes, and the koalas are just having a great time feeling everybody up. The koalas don't... Because they're over-sexualized. That was in your very, very long headline, Brian. Okay, but I thought that if they were over-sexualized, they'd just be having sex with each other. Don't be ridiculous. You're so naive. You are so... You are exactly going to be the next victim with that attitude. You want to be very okay, careful well, around okay, koalas. Okay, we'll come back to you and okay. uh, keep abreast of developments as Please don't say abreast, not around these koalas. Okay, we'll keep up with developments. Don't say up either, it sounds like an <laughs> erection. Okay, well, we'll be behind you. Oh, God! <laughs> okay, you're doing a great job. Thanks. Uh, and in the studio we have our political correspondent, uh, Anus Mac. And uh, <laughs> Flaherty. Flaherty. McFlaherty, yes. Flaherty. Uh, it's anus, yes. So, now, uh, uh, anus to my friends, yeah. Okay, anus, hello. Anus, now, uh, Ronald uh, uh, MacDonald has sent us uh, a list of demands. Uh, could you uh, go through the first two demands there? And uh, Yes, uh, the first demand is for equality for all fast food um, uh, eaters, eaters of fast food. Uh, in the vicinity of koalas that are over-sexualised must be equal at all times. And their uh, number two is... Uh, it's very hard to read his writing, but it's... But, uh, have a nice day. I think it's just but, have a nice um, day. The, uh, the third uh, demand is written in the form of a poem, which, if you could read it out... <laughs> and it's a kind of a love poem to Ireland. And uh, also it's got a lot of violence in it and some French... <laughs> Yes. So if you could read that out. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, these are his words. Uh, mm. Ireland, how I love you since I met the koalas in the zoo. I knew that I couldn't fit any more of their square shit into my heart. Oh, Ireland, soft, cold, hard, lumpy, Two sugars, please. I know that's too much. 
thank you. No, could I? Could you go away now, please? I'm trying to write a poem. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Okay, I, I'll, I'll have fries. Yes, le fries. <laughs> Brilliant stuff there. Um, I don't know what that demand means, but he, he's very vehement about it. Isn't that he actually wrote down what he was thinking and yes. saying uh, in stream of consciousness? Well, we're going to have to go straight back to little because there's been a new oh. development. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh yes. Sorry, Brian. I had a koala on my leg there, and I've just managed to shake him off. What was he doing to you? Well, I couldn't. It involved a trombone. <laughs> That, actually, I have one of them here that I can interview yep, right now. Do. That's the development. Uh, Mr. Koala. Sorry. <laughs> please. The smoker, obviously. He is. Uh, well, please, stop, out, stop that out. You're on the news. Um, listen, Mr. Koala, please stop breathing like that. It's, it's, I do not like it now. Your saliva dripping oh. all over your face. Jeez, you're a gorgeous woman. Oh. Oh, stop I it. I haven't blinded anyone like you in a while. Oh, stop uh, it. I haven't even done my face. Uh, stop it, Mr. Koala. Usually I only lick eucalyptus leaves. Oh. This is a real treat. Oh, oh. oh God, yeah. Oh, oh stop. Oh. oh, stop me. Oh. 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 oh, it's very painful when I do a shite. Oh. See the little cubes. The little cubes there. Oh, oh that's better. Brian, uh, kind of like a dose are my demands. Sorry, Brian. What's Sorry, was there a dolphin involved there as so. well? <laughs> yes, that is. Um, Sorry. That's fungi. He's come up for a look. Right. But he's dead. Actually, we all know that. That's just a, d- a different news item for tomorrow. That's fungi yeah. is dead. Fungi has died. Yeah, we had yeah. a fight with him, and he beat the shit out of him, which kind of defeated the purpose. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, the rebellion hasn't obviously worked. The koalas are still in power, and I've been instructed not to uh, talk about this news item anymore. (laughs) And that is the news for this evening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow night. Thank you. Okay, well, we're going to have a 10-minute break now. You can get a drink, go to the Jacks or whatever, and we'll come back with this wonderful uh, man here sitting to my left, Dave McSavage. The big round of applause for Sharon Mannion and Paul Twilight. So welcome back to the second part of the live part of Rooney. Okay. Okay, so Cronin are setting up now, Cronin the band, and we're going to do a quick song, and uh, what are we going to do, though? What song are we going to do? Uh, I think In Loneliness There's Love is a single we had out a while ago. Yeah, In Loneliness There's Love. Yeah, it's a great song, and it's a single that was out a while ago. Um, it's Niall Horan's favourite song of ours, Joe. Niall? You know, like, do, does David Max Savage like Wooden Direction? Dave McSavage is there. (laughs) (laughs) It's made us millions, Dave. It's good to be here. How are you doing? Here I am.
Yes, so the band stay? Yeah, stay, stay. I'm just gonna... Okay, this is Dave McSavage here. Yeah, um, so uh, I was just thinking, uh, as you guys were playing, right, like, this is, so I'll just sit with you, Joe, right? No, no, but I don't want you to go. Okay. Yeah, but can we share the chair? Share? No, don't go, Joe. So... No, 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 sit, sit up. Hello. This is my daddy, my daddy, David. So, uh, um, uh, th thanks very much, Joe, for having me on your podcast, and uh, that song's very good. Can you pl guys play that song, except really slowly, and then I can just sing... Listen to the sirens in the distance, that's good, isn't it? So I'm just going to sing a song about Salpadine, but just to that, to that melody, except just play it a lot slower. Oh, put it on again. Can you, can you... Oh, fuck me, sorry, I didn't realise. I love your accent. It's like the Calvin, isn't it? Okay, fuck it, you don't need it. Can you do it slower? Okay. Much slower. Yeah, even slower than that. Like Velvet Underground, kind of yes, like. Yes, Velvet Underground. You know, like Sweet yes. Jane or... Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, this song, Niall Horan hates it. Because uh, he's... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's really bad to make fun of Niall Horan because he's, he's actually retarded. Oh. Like he's a retarded. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Then, no, so. but he is yes. retarded musically. Musically, he should be shot in the head for crimes against music. Salpadine. Yeah. You put it in a glass and look at it fizz. It's like watching the Big Bang. It's like the universe unfolding. Feeling low, and you don't want to ring your mother. <laughs> and then you drink the sulfadine, and suddenly, you know. Sulfadine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a David Sulfadine. But I've run out of sulfadine, so I have to go to the chemist. I need sulfadine. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about fucking koala bears. So you go to the chemist, and then you say to the chemist, uh, I could have some sulfadine, and then they say, what do you need it for? And I say, oh, fucking uh, toothache, whatever. And then they say, do you know it's addictive? And I say, uh, oh, no, I didn't, is it really? And then they say, you, no, you can only take it for three days. Just give us the fucking thing, you chemist bitch. Sulfadine. Dislocated shoulder, but Cody, what about Cody? Yeah. Sounds better than Cody. I really hate Niall Horan. I hate Niall Horan. His little fucking hair. I hate his hair. I hate his hair. Look at his hair. It's blonde and it sticks up. One direction, man. So, you know, you take the sulfadine, and it may be 24 in one day, and then you get a panic attack, and you wake up in the middle of the night, and you think, fuck, I should stop taking sulfadine. 
Zolpidin's your mother. Zolpidin will never leave you. Zolpidin. Zolpidin will never leave you like your girlfriend. Zolpidin. Fuck you, Niall Horan. Zolpidin. You bitch. Give a lot, sir. Salpidin. You you make you make it sound so good. Salpidin. I've been there, David. Oh, you you sound like you're from Liverpool. Salpidin. I'm from Leeds and Dublin, nearly Leeds. Liverpool. Cosmopolitan Leeds. I love the cover, the color, the red, and the lovely little. A lightning strike that goes through the salpidine. The sound it makes takes all the pain away. I'm so depressed. I'm so lonely. But in loneliness... In it feels better with salpidine, though, David. What's, what's your, the chorus of your song, Loneliness? In loneliness, there's salpidine. Love, is it... In loneliness lives love, David. But in loneliness, it doesn't live love. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> that's the whole point of loneliness. It sounded good. We were listening to Sandy Shaw. That sounds like what? Do you know Sandy Shaw? Long live love. So we wanted another, a Ponzi Morrissey. We wanted kind of a Ponzi Morrissey title. So I thought it's Sandy scant, Shaw. but it's a bit of a short So, but I'm going to change it to Salvadina. Don't fucking talk over I'm me, man. Like, you know. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> My time to shine. <laughs> Sandy Shaw, another famous drug addict. Sandy Shaw, but an awful lot more integrity than Niall Horan. I wish he was a drug addict. I wish he'd die young. But he's not gonna die, is he? He's gonna live a long fucking life. Probably die when he's 95. Do some improv about that, you cunt. Oh god. Is that enough now? That's enough. Carry on, carry you can't end a song like that, man. You can't end a song like that. I've seen you busking, come on. We need a fucking rap. It's a very nice sound though you have, I must say. Salpidi. Yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, there's no future to it. Your liver is going to eventually give out. So you just have to figure out a way to be on your own. David Backstab. Yeah, David Backstab is the pronoun. Love you. He loves an Isle Horan, really. I don't I fucking love you. I love you, lads. I mean... No, because I assume that if Niall Horan says he likes your song, you'll, you'll sell more uh, uh, CDs. That, that was a joke. We, we said a joke before. Oh, sorry. Didn't <laughs> but, I mean, what kind of people are going to buy them? That's nobody, say, nobody, nobody buys CDs anymore, so it doesn't matter. Do they not? No. Well, mentors do. But, yeah. Yeah. It's great to meet you, David. Well, my mummy loves your show, though. Oh, so my mother? Yeah, because I'm quite old. No, that, was, that was a vicious attack. <laughs> Did you see that? He says his mum... I'm his real dad, is what he said. <laughs> I love your mother, so... So, uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave McSavage! Hey, Joe Rooney! I like that jacket. It's, a, it's an original motorbike jacket. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's not as good as my uh, coat, which I bought in... Um, where did I buy it? In Kevin and Howland, opposite Trinity College. It's tweed. It's pretty nice, yeah. Her- yeah. Heron bone. 350 euro what? Really? Yeah. Where'd you get that money? Where'd I get the money? The money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, are the savage eye well, Everybody who laughed at that joke are actual uh, people that you grew up with, by the way. So that wasn't really that funny, you know. I was it wasn't. No, no, but you, you know, I can see the, I can see the fucking delight in your eyes. You go, oh look, you know. So I'm fuck just you. I'm wondering. I, mean, I don't know where you get the money. Are, are you are, are you gigging that. or what's going on? Are you back busking? I, I, I don't. I think you've been quite aggressive with me now, mate. Just, <laughs> just chill, you know. Just supposed to, you know. Just chat. Just chill the fuck no, out. No, okay. No, Dave, I mean, you know, Dave, said, I make Dave. more money than you. I'm sure you do. You do. Are you? You do. Well, I'm pretty sure you do. Um, oh, I like your pants. Don't touch them. 
anyway. What are you up to these days? So, like, uh, I mean, I, I know you called me a while ago, and it was it was a nice phone call. Actually, yeah, I got an he's office. A, he's actually a really nice man. I, I, I got an office, uh, so I'm writing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we start talking about comedy, it's so fucking boring. That's no, the only no, thing. No, talk about comedy. Do you want, do want to, I can talk about my a Pierce Brosnan story. Would you okay, like to hear please. That? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to hear my Pierce Brosnan story? <laughs> well, you know Pierce Brosnan, right? Well, you don't know him, uh, but I do, because uh, I did a film with him, uh, and I know I can sense immediately everybody when I just said I did a film with Pierce Brosnan. You could sense the atmosphere change in the fucking room. It was just like you cunt. Fuck you. I could sense that because that's what I would think if I heard somebody say what I just said. If somebody was on stage saying, I just did a film with Pierce Brosnan. Cunt. That's what I would think. Not, I don't think the Mexicans are thinking that. They're, I no, think I, did, really, I did. I think they're, the they're Mexicans, really impressed. Who's, who, who, who are? There's one Mexican, actually, I think, and two are Argentinians, they... a Spanish person, and an Italian who lives in a Laguna. <laughs> anyway, um, I wasn't... Uh... Sorry, could we not talk? Uh, no. This is a podcast. <laughs> Can no, you I... wait till it's over? I'm telling you, anyway. I've, I've lost interest. In, yeah. in, in, but no, but that's yeah. what I think, because anybody, anybody's forward movement in their career... Like, my good friend Gary Lydon is here, and he's shooting a film... And uh, Gary Lydon's a very famous actor, very popular. And when, I, he, when he told me he was in a film, I nearly shit myself with, with r- raging jealousy. Well, I'm riddled with jealousy. What's the film, Gary? It's, uh, it's sworn to Secrecy. Sworn to Secrecy. You don't know. even know the film. How do you know where to go to act? <laughs> they don't tell you. We have to improvise. You have to improvise. Even the location. That's amazing. It's very avant-garde. So when did when did you act with uh, Pierce Brosnan? Oh, I, do you know something? Uh, I've I, I've just this, this, this isn't. I just don't feel that these people are friendly at all, and I don't like anybody. No, I just don't, and I and I I just don't. I'm not getting a good vibe from them, and and I think you've fucked it up for me, to be quite honest. Say, do you like David? No. Yeah! See, he hates that. <laughs> I, ju- I, I, ju- I just. <laughs> That's uh, Michelle Reed, one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. Apparently, she can have an o- orgasm while sitting still. We'd all like to see that. Not. Nobody. Okay. Ha- That's a very funny joke that I just said. Nobody has it. You see, I can't. I, I feel like I'm shagging a dead woman here. You know what I mean? I, it's, 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 it's not. It's fun. No, I don't know what you mean. But um, what was the fucking uh, Pierce Brosnan story? What's the story? Come on. I just don't feel like telling it. Well, why did you bring it up then? I just just to annoy people. I, I actually wasn't in a film with Pierce Brosnan. No. No. Hey, can we just end the interview with this? I think we better because it's. Because uh, because I want to hear a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. End with a song. Okay, lads, come back up. We'll do a song. David Max Savage there. That was incredible. And so uh, we're going to finish off with a song. Uh, thanks to everyone for coming and enjoying this evening. Yeah! Oh, stop you messing around.
Savage. Thank you. Good night. That was the band Cronin there providing the music. They're a great band. And um, I'll be doing uh, the Craggy Island Festival with those guys as well uh, on the 15th to 16th of July. And uh, there's another festival coming up at the end of the month, which I'm doing. It's a comedy festival. Lots of comedians there at the Jest Fest in Wexford on the 28th, 29th and 30th of May, uh, April. And... Uh, uh, Joanne McAnally will be there Neil Delamere lots of the comedians that I've interviewed on this podcast and if it's your first time listening there are lots of other podcasts 44 of them to listen to with people like Ardla Handel Frank Kelly PJ Gallagher Brezzi Mundy Cotter Reardon Joanne McNally and a few nice ones coming up with Neil Delamere and uh, Jason Byrne and Jennifer McGuire um, and the live one, of course, will be next week with Jason Byrne in the Stag's Head on the 27th of April. Uh, come along, Jack Cody, are providing 30 beers for the first 30 people in the door. Yeah. Um, and on the 3rd of May, I'm in the Black Sheep in Brussels. And on the 5th and 6th, I'm somewhere in Wales, but I'll find out where I am next week and I'll, I'll tell you about that. If you're listening from Wales, you can come along. Uh, that's Rosie there. Chill out, Rosie. All right, well, thanks for listening. If it's your first time, give me a star rating on, uh, and a review. Contact me on Twitter, Joe Rooney1, on my website, www.joerooneycomedian.com. And thank you to Andrew Mangan for producing. Thank you to Daniel Rooney for the music. I'll see you next week with Christian O'Malley, harpist, actress, comedian, and playwright. She has written a play called... The Women of 1916, which will be on in Galway in the coming weeks. I'll talk to you about that next week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. This was a Castaway Media production. Find more great podcasts on our network. Visit castaway.media. Heard my little sis is buying a car. You'll need my secret guide. Gross, no way. I already used Capital One Auto Navigator. I bet your credit score... Wasn't impacted at all, so ha. I got my real rate and monthly payment, had an amazing test drive at the dealership, and made the purchase. Taking the easy way out. That's so you. Still not getting it. That's so you. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator.